welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Ms. Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by a special guest, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California bringing us today's topic of special location dirt. They will take your calls and offer advice, address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and have called into the show, then you will be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first we're going to catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Kat and Conjurman Ali. How are you two doing today? Well, I'm just fine, Dr. Jeremy, and um, I want to thank you, before I move on to what's new with me, I want to thank you for some of the work that you and I have been doing behind the scenes. So, folks, if you know Dr. Jeremy through his amulet services, if you know him through his um, wonderful uh, divination using... um, Jewish magic squares, Hebrew, I should say, Hebrew magic squares with references to the um, Tanakh or the Old Testament to give divinations. Um, It's sort of like um, sortilege bibliomancy, I guess you could call it. He's been doing these live on Facebook, and uh, so check it out, folks. I want to just give him a big shout-out for that. And Jeremy has been working... Um, behind the scenes on another project for um, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers and the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches. We're not ready to announce it yet, but we have something lined up. And I'm going to just say it as subtly as I can. I know a lot of people have been missing the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. We didn't schedule one this year because I had retired from hosting them, and no host was found in time. But, you know, it's one of those wonderful synchronicities, coincidences, and actually blessings in disguise. COVID-19 and the pandemic came along. We would have had to cancel that event. We would have lost tons of money. Oh, we were prophetic. Um, we were clearly psychic. It it was prophetic yeah. and psychic that we didn't uh, schedule it. However, um, we are working on some way we can bring together the community something that is a um, Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And we're just going to wait till Jeremy makes the announcement. All right? So, um, but he's in charge. And, um, you know, if, you're, if your little antennas are, are um, all um, quivering now, that's a good thing. Okay? <laughs> so we'll see about that later. So thank you, Jeremy. Um, some of the things that um, that you've been um, working on behind the scenes really will be brought out to the front. And if you aren't a friend of Jeremy's on Facebook, do friend him and watch his live readings. This is fantastic. 
um, fantastic bibliomancy um, sortilage or sortilage bibliomancy. Okay, now, what's new with us here? I don't know. I am neck deep in devil shoestrings. I guess that's sort of unromantic. For some reason, all of, you know, these things come in waves. And suddenly, you know, like 63 people ordered devil shoestrings. I don't know why. So every little package has to be packed by me, little breaking them up and fitting them into the little bag. If you've ever ordered them from us, you know it's a kind of a jigsaw puzzle to get all those twirly, twisty devil shoestrings in there. <laughs> I am now down to, I've done all but, um, hmm, Let's see. I think I'm down to 18 of them that I still need to do. Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's 18 plus 9. It's 27 because it's 9 for spell kits and then 18 more for individuals. So if you ordered Jevil Shoestrings, I'm working on it. Um, The other thing that's been going on here is um, I've been going back to um, Hoodoo Psychics. I hadn't been on for a long time. Um, I'd say two years. I was was still a member of Hoodoo Psychics, which is... um, you know, one eight 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 four hoodoo or hoodoopsychics.com. And I had gotten busy with other things. But when uh, the COVID struck, I decided I'm staying indoors anyway. I might as well get back on Hoodoo Psychics. So I'm back on every Saturday. It's working out really well. A lot of my clients who can't book me during my regular days are hopping on Hoodoo Psychics and getting a quick reading with me. And in between those readings... I have taken up another thing which I had dropped over the years uh, because I was so busy running around. Um, I am reading candles again for Missionary Independent. It's kind of random who you're going to get as a reader. We have um, Reverend Ernest, um, Miss Elvira, and now me again reading candles. And um, I've been enjoying reading candles. I haven't done it again. That's been about um, three years since I was a regular candle reader. So I'm happy to be doing that. So that's the news from from my end of the world. Down at the shop, um, we have uh, Diana Prescott has joined us. She has been a student, graduate, and um, she's a friend, and she has found time in her busy world to work one day a week at Lucky Mojo. She's down there now labeling boxes for Amazon Books that we sell, um, labeling books for the Amazon boxes, I should say, um, that we sell through the Amazon services. And I'm very, very happy to have her. She has worked for us before part-time, but she's uh, really committed herself this time. And we'll see if we can get a few more hours out of her. Maybe we can. Maybe we can't. But she has a full-time job elsewhere, so she's just pitching in. So we're still short-staffed, but we're beginning to fill in the shortness, and we're doing really well. And of course, shout out to Heidi and Jenna and Leslie, um, who are hard at work, along with Summer, who's handling all of the herb orders. In fact, the herb orders are, are uh, have completely become Summer's um, provenance, and we're very happy to have her do it. And what a lovely name to have, Summer, for doing the herb orders. So that's the news from Lucky Mojo. If you want a job and you live near Forestville, do apply. We are slowly opening up as the as the virus passes by, but we're not 100% open yet. We're still kind of open, kind of closed. All righty. How are things with you, Kanjaman Ali? Things are uh, great. Uh, it's starting to kind of warm up a bit, uh, and and so 
we're starting to get the beginnings of summer, but man, have we had the weirdest weather for the beginning of summer. It's just, it's been so strange. Like certain, certain days we've had thunderstorms, other days it was really cool. The other day it was like 70 degrees in May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes to the conversation that you and I have had several times that global warming has really shifted the season. Summer, mm-hmm. particularly in places like California, doesn't really hit us now until like late August, early September. And mm-hmm. fall is where winter used to be. So it, things have definitely shifted over. So we've been, we're starting to slowly start to see some, some early uh, you know, hints of summer over this way. Uh, I've been busy, uh, particularly with some, some really interesting research projects uh, that I've been uh, engaging in, and mostly uh, doing some, some interesting work um, around justice and around mm-hmm. uh, you know, bringing people to account uh, for crimes that they may have committed. So I've been very much involved in the sort of political justice realm, both on behalf of the sort of the community, if you will, and on behalf of actual clients who have reached out. So it's definitely in the air. The sort of national movement is also trickling down into people's personal lives as they're going, hey, I have this really shitty experience with the police. Can you help me get justice? And so we're doing, we're, it's, it's interesting that this sort of root work is lining up with the kind of macrocosm of what's going on in the United States as well. And that's always kind of interesting when, when you start to see the kind of trends all link up in that way. Uh, so some really cool work. And then, of course, really dedicating myself to, to the moment that we're living in. Yeah, this is, this is something that we do need to talk about, and we usually do take a moment. Um, there's been a lot going on politically, and I think everybody who's not been living under a rock knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been very um, good to see the, um, the George Floyd protests mm-hmm. um, spread. They could have been the anybody protests. That one was videotaped, that murder of a black man by cops was videotaped in such a way yeah. that you could not turn away from it. Um, there are other ones that, oh, well, maybe this was this, or maybe this was that, or whatever, but that one, pretty clear. Yeah. And I think it was the length of it that really, um, yeah. it wasn't just, uh, you know, a little a little something. And um, there is um, a a lot of news coming out of other countries where these protests are happening. I just yeah. saw today in the news that they, um, that in Britain, they tore down the statue of a well-known slave trader. They just tore his statue down, and, and the wonderful part was then somebody kneeled on the statue's neck for eight minutes and 46 <laughs> seconds. Uh, that was that was a good piece Great. of theater. <laughs> So there's a lot going Edward, on. Edward um, Colston. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, Mr. Colton. That's right. Yeah. Um, there have been more and more Republicans breaking with Trump, and yeah. um, and saying that he is, um, you know, a rogue and fascist, and um, that he's breaking the Constitution. That is very good to hear that, um, particularly since a lot of these people are retired and ex-military. And um, yeah. they've been on that, you know, my president, right or wrong, indoctrination. And it took all this time for them to finally say enough is enough. And um, so that's been good news. 
we need all the allies we can get. Uh, now is not the time to fight among the allies. We have to work together to change mm-hmm. and move this system. It's a terrible uh, what has been going on. We all know it. And um, we just have to keep on um, pushing. If you find yourself on a social media platform where you're getting a lot of pushback, I advise you not to engage. I advise you just to unfriend or block or kill file or whatever your platform is calling that term. Um, you know, just um, get get rid of those people. Save your strength for your allies. Don't fight yeah. your enemies on social media. You can give them well, one last thanks. message. If you just have to flounce, if you really have to flounce, you you can say, in five minutes you will be gone from my feed. But I want everyone to know that I'm not fighting you. I'm saving my strength for my allies. Okay? Because people get so twisted into it, and they're wasting hours that they could be promoting justice, they could be promoting love, they could be promoting peace, they could be promoting um, an end to racism. And yeah. that's what we need to do. Okay. So enough of the preaching. I, I guess I could uh, go on, but I think most people listening to this show already know where Ollie and I are coming from, and, and we preach mm-hmm. a lot. So thanks for bringing it up, Ollie. Solidarity. Alrighty. Solidarity. Yeah, well, um, and people say, people posting, I'm tired, I'm tired. If you're tired, how about um, connect with me through the um the Lucky Mojo Forum. It's a free way to collect, connect with me. Post and say, I'm so tired of social justice protests. I'll give you a pep talk on the forum. <laughs> because if I'm 73 and I'm not tired, um, all y'all who are young and strong, don't get tired now. You're in this for your life. This isn't something that we're going to win like a football game. This is this is a life's work. Look at the people yeah. who've lived their entire lives fighting for social justice and they just and they died, you know, uh with their hand on the plow. You have to keep working at it um and believe that others will carry it on afterwards. If you want to know about great social justice uh activists of the past and that will will make you feel stronger, go look them up. You know who they are. Um, those people didn't give up. You shouldn't give up either. Okay, I don't want to hear anyone say they're tired of fighting for justice. We're not going to get tired of fighting for justice. This is what we do. All right. Well, now let's bring on our guest. Um, we have as our guest today, Sister Girl. And, welcome, um, welcome. Welcome Hi. to the show, Sister Girl. Hello. Hi. Well, First of all, let's catch up with you. What have you been up to lately before we get to our topic? What's been going on in well, your life? What are you doing? Well, I'm sheltering in place. And mm-hmm. uh, just like everyone else, I've been preoccupied with the recent events with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, with Ahmaud Aubrey, with the, mm-hmm. you know, COVID-19, with all the, you know, all the manifestations of this racism. And uh, I it was important to just respond to what you just said in terms of the tiredness it's i think it's important to hear mm-hmm. what that means because i can I, I know with myself i have experienced some tiredness and depression because as a black person mm-hmm. as a black american mm-hmm. it, it, it's very 
provo- provoking. It provoked a lot of PTSD mm-hmm. of times when you were mm-hmm. a, a man almost. He tried to hit me with his car yesterday, probably because I'm oh, black. God. So mm-hmm. while I was driving. So there, these are things that non-black people may not be experiencing right now in America. So mm-hmm. just want to just put it that put that in there. Mm-hmm. So that tiredness. It's not that anyone's tired of trying to live or tired tired of having justice. They're tired mm-hmm. of the fact that this has been going on for more than 50 years, for more than 100 yep. years, and that this is a, a country that was founded in racism. So I'm waiting to see what really is going to change. It'd be fantastic to have some police reform, but I'm wondering mm-hmm. if the changes will be, um, will be any in it for, for us day to day. So hopefully there's mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's good that there's a lot. I mean, obviously, the reason it has exploded is not is not just because black people are upset and protesting, but because more white people are involved. Mm-hmm. Now, white people need to get involved. Now, white people need to mm-hmm. help solve this problem. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that um, uh, that I was um, talking about with my daughter, and I want to bring this up. You know, when um, uh, you know when the um, AIDS crisis happened. Um, People were very uh, who were not gay were very um, mm-hmm. dismissive of it. Oh, gay people have yep. that. We don't have yep. to worry about it. And um, I took part in a lot of demonstrations uh, during that time period in San Francisco and and um, locally also in Santa Rosa. And it was very you know it was a time when the allies of gay people were in the minority. And there was a lot of pushback from gay people saying, we don't need straight people to be our allies. We're going to do this all ourselves. But as the AIDS crisis went on, and more and more of them died, more gay people died, they were more willing to accept straight allies because their own ranks were thinning. And we knew there would always be more gay people, but they were teens, they were young. And it, I, I lived through this. I watched just a huge swath of my friends die. Um, it was really just horrible. It was, it was a crisis. It was awful. What happened mm-hmm. after that was that a lot of the feel-good left-wing movie makers began to make films and, and TV shows in which gay love was shown and the tragedy it was a lot of it was tragedy you know the, the you know the uh, the death movies that made everybody weep and you know movies like Philadelphia but out of that came the next generation of gay people growing up and finally saying okay we are now um we have allies we've caught the ally movement and they worked with allies rather than being separatist and um, all of a sudden this, you know, after all of these feel-good tragedy movies, if you know what I mean by a feel-good tragedy movie, but you know what I'm saying, they were, they would, you would, you would be left with an emotion of compassion, basically, at the end. They had an effect, and um, suddenly gay marriage was a possibility, and it went very quickly. There were a few setbacks. California had their little setback, and then they rebounded. <clears throat> gay marriage right now is a done deal, and what I feel strongly is that the black civil rights movement started off very powerfully in the uh, 40s 50s and early 60s but there was pushback we don't need white allies we're going to do this on our own and um and we were told to respectively stand aside or or to lower our um participation and what happened was um there wasn't enough um sympathy 
to put it over the top. There was a few things done, you know, the war on poverty, the civil rights movement. That was where it, it peaked, but it didn't go all the way. And then it came back worse. And um, there, sure, there was all that feel-good Black History Month, and there was all this, you know, uh, you know, free to be you and me, and everything. You know, it was like this. That thing lasted through the 70s and the little kids of the 70s and 80s. But um, by the 90s, and with the beginning of the internet and the unregulated racism of the internet, formed a whole new society. And I think oh, yeah. really what I'm seeing right now. The first big wave after Ferguson of the Black Lives Matter, I was called out. I was told to sit down and shut up. We don't want white allies. I was attacked a lot. I was attacked for being Jewish. And these were my friends of mine, by the way. I lost friends, black friends over this. Um, and I, I I just I held my peace and, and said, well, I'm always here if you need me. <clears throat> when the George Floyd um, murder happened, I think... Finally, it was just enough. And what you said, Sister Girl, now there are more white people and you're glad to have them. It really isn't about um, what form your allies take. It's about sheer volume of numbers. It's not even Whether, that I have them or anyone has them. It's really just that that's what it's going to take because it black people didn't start this. White people no. have to finish it. No. and But, you know... Um, what happened when all of those sort of middle-aged mothers realized that their son was gay and that they couldn't hate gay people, so that now they were in favor of gay marriage? What has been going on in an undercurrent is the um, the intermarriage of people of different skin colors. We, we can call them whatever we want to. That's not only skin colors but different religions. That rate of intermarriage from... Um, what we might call subculture or uh, race or what we might call national origin. I mean, they're all different types of things. These intermarriages mm-hmm. are increasing, and they have reached critical mass. And now people are looking at this, and gay people who had almost uh, a minimal presence in the black civil rights movement are kind of going like, hey, we're here too. And it's I, I really feel very confident that the sheer force of numbers, this isn't going to stop now. And I also have mm-hmm. to say, to with with um, a feeling of relief, I'm no longer getting hate messages from black people telling me to butt out. I'm getting thumbs up. And that's a big change from the early uh, 2010s uh, when I was being, you know, just told, go away, you're not one of us, go away. Now it's kind of like um, we've regained that moment that we had, you know, when I used to sit out there with a core songbook singing black and white together, we shall not be moved. I mean, we meant it. We did it. We got as far as we could. And I think it's happening again. And I'm, I'm very glad to see it happen because there's nothing worse than a movement for justice that won't accept allies. And now with everyone working together, um, I really I feel like it can be done, and I feel that Trump can be defeated. Um, well, I, maybe I'm, that's where how the movement got stalled, because there were some very important uh, gay people in the at the at the high levels of the civil rights movement, but they were yeah. able to mm-hmm. step back because they were gay. So exactly, maybe people like Bayard Rustin. People didn't want yes. to talk about Bayard Rustin or James Baldwin being gay. They had to kind of own that. Marsha you know. P. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, there but are, I think, there are, yeah. I think we're now seeing we're now seeing how if we all work together for social justice, not just for our little narrow. I'm Jewish, you know. I didn't even mention, you know, this desecration of Jewish cemeteries has been going on. We know what it is, mm. you know, and um, yeah. and the, the anti-Semitism has been outrageous, you know, um, and Jews have also been afraid to ask for help. Please help us. Absolutely. Please help us. We're, you know, I have a friend. She's, get, a, she's afraid to wear her star. She, she's afraid to wear it on the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear you. So there's a, there's a lot going on here where we really have to stand up and say, it isn't about my little team, you know, um, my little, you know, that, that I'm Muslim or that I'm Jewish or that I'm black or that I'm – or that I'm gay, it, we have to look at it and say, no, it's going to have to move the whole, the whole um, row of dominoes has to fall. It all has to fall. All of that but injustice, I still, everything. I, it's true, it does, but I still have to make a point that until the issue of the injustice done to African people enslaved in America, until that is really addressed and dealt with, mm-hmm. we can't deal with the rest. That is the original oh, sin of the century. Oh, well, the original I, I, sin is I, the, the Indians, but the Native American yes. Indians. But yes, but yes. No, I agree with happening. you. There's there's so much there is so much here. But what really this has to be a time of ally making, um, mm-hmm. because any group that is less than twelve percent of the population can't win. You need to have that's true. You know, 60%, 75%. But if you take all those little groups and put them together, we do have a, a, a larger number. And I feel that um, that anybody who goes out with this, you know, stupid all lives matter is missing the point. Beside, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's not only offensive, they've totally missed the point because yeah. they're saying, yeah. I'm content with what we've got. And what, what we, mm-hmm. you're right. Now is the time to focus on Black Lives Matter. And, and it's, the, the, it's happening. 100%. The fact that they, the, the fact that they tore down that statue in England mm-hmm. was out fucking rageous. I mean, well, not just been, that, there was just, there was a block where they tra- did slave trading in South Carolina. There was a slab of stone that rep- that was rep- was the auction block. They've taken that down as well. Wow, wow! I know, and they've also taken down a, a Robert E. Lee statue. I mean, and now and the Marines have banned the use of the Confederate battle flag on mugs or anything at work. They said they're not going to go into people's houses and police their houses. But if you're a member of the Marines, you cannot have that on a bumper sticker. You can't have it anywhere on your person or your belongings while you are wearing the uniform of the United States Marines. And that's fucking amazing too. Who would have thought that would happen? Yeah. I mean, well, people are ready for this. Yeah. People are ready yeah, for this because it's not just—it's and because also it doesn't. This racism doesn't just damage yeah. black and brown and red and yellow people. It it yeah. damages the white people as well. It, and and I think a lot of white Americans cannot bear up under it anymore. And it, it's 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 mm-hmm. not necessarily something that that they consciously know, but they feel it. I I, I personally believe that's. Re- the the reasons for the large uh, opioid uh, crisis that we have and the drug and alcohol <laughs> problem that we have because people cannot bear up they cannot carry that much hatred it's just not possible that's a very important thing you just said 
um, because people seek, um, particularly the depressant drugs, to get away from angry thoughts. And if they're being inculcated with angry thoughts, they have they they take try to take the edge off it with with drugs and alcohol that are depressant drugs. That's absolutely true. And um, it's um, it, yeah, they can't face it. I also look to the grandmothers though, who are now posting pictures of their biracial grandkids. And again, this is similar to what happened during the um, movement toward gay marriage. Um, when the grandmothers come out and say, well, you know, but this is my little grandchild, that means something in America. And that idea of um, protecting your grandchild comes above whatever you were taught about racism when you were young. And people are Mm. reforming their lives. They're having actual moments of clarity here and reforming their lives. So very important. Uh, time and I think everybody who who can help anybody else, like if you're tired, sister girl, call me up and say I need you to do something for me. I'll do it. I'm here. I have nothing else to do but to work for justice. That's all I got. That and making devil shoestrings, man. That's my job. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I guess the question is about location dirt. So uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this was because mm-hmm. I feel like we, st- we still have an economic crisis. We still have the COVID problem. And mm-hmm. I feel like people might be losing their uh, – they might be facing rent problems soon. So I wanted to talk about how you can, might be able to use Location Dirt to help you with your stability right now. That's a really good thing. And I'm before we get, when we get into this, Doc Murphy said something. It's going to scroll away, scroll away if I don't read it. Doc Murphy said, the new museum that honors the victims of lynching has an entire display of jars of soil from lynching sites. Oh, God. Are you, mm. are you aware of that? That's no. pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really heavy. heavy. So let's talk about location soil. I mean, to me, that would be like, oh, my God, soil from Auschwitz. What would I want? Oh, no, gosh, you know, that's pretty grim. Um, um, what would you um, introduce the subject of location soil? What does it mean to you? Soil from a hospital, soil from a bank, soil from a, a lynching ground. What does it mean, and how do you use it in, in root work? Well, I've never even thought about soil from a lynching ground, but I imagine there are uses for it. Um, I, I mm-hmm. You have to start with the basic premise that the earth has power. The earth is not just a rock that we live on. Mm-hmm. The earth is, an, is a being, is an entity that is, that mm-hmm. is supporting us. And mm-hmm. So there are things that you can do to interact with that earth, which the, what we have access to is the dirt most, most readily. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and by sometimes you can feed it in order to help you. Um, sometimes you can place objects in it in order to help you. Sometimes you can take part of it and do a do a ritual with it in order to attain material um, uh, or attain status. Um, then so we have to start there. Now, when you talk about well, let's, the let's, let's get real let's get real specific for a moment because you mentioned you can bury something in it. Let's get one example of burying something in a special soil. Just one example. Um. Okay. Sometimes you might want have uh, if you want some a lover to come back, you might take a mm-hmm. mojo, a, a work it for a while, and bury it in your yard so they come back. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. If, um. Like that. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to give I'm going to give an example. I'm going to give an example of burying something in uh, soil that is fairly common. Taking the graveyard dirt of someone uh, to your home, or burying something mm-hmm. at a graveyard if you want someone to die, or for some other purpose if you want to get um, justice. For instance, taking your complaint and petition to the grave of a policeman. And how about you, Ali? Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example of burying something? Um, in dirt. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So, so the way that that I work with dirt is is two ways. Uh, you know, dirt is a very common material in hood, and we think of graveyard dirt, but there's actually all sorts of dirts. But there's two mm-hmm. ways that I do it. One, I work with dirt if I'm invoking the spirit of that place. So, for example, if I want to invoke oh, well, the power okay, of the wait, cross, wait, 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 wait. You're getting ahead. I'm, I'm I want getting one bar- spell. I'm getting, I'm getting the I want one spell that you bury something in. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, okay. I, I know where right. I'm going. Hold on, I know where I'm going. Okay. And the other way to work is that I'm invoking. The other way is that I'm actually trying to tap into that power, so I bury something in that place. So, for example, one of the things that I did for myself, this wasn't actually for a client, but for myself, was when I was applying for. Uh, PhD programs. I actually mm-hmm. buried at the dirt of the department building uh, mm-hmm. materials, a sm- very, very small jar that I was able to kind of really scoop dirt up with a spoon, put the jar in, and cover it up very quickly. And I got into every single one of the PhD programs that I placed a jar in. It did take a little bit of traveling around. Uh, you have to actually mm-hmm. physically go to the place. But it's one of the things that I was, and I was able to influence the physical place of the history programs that I was applying to by burying a jar there. That's really, that's fantastic. Okay. So, um, and I'm going to throw in one more, which is to get a loan, um, bury your um, paperwork or copy. You can reduce it. You know, nowadays with scanners, you just reduce it and take, um, um, you know, bury your, um, like say mortgage application or whatever. Um, just reduced at the bank where you want to get that mortgage. Okay? So that's those are some examples of burying mm-hmm. something in dirt. Now, Sister Girl has gone, gone to the next way. She said using the dirt in a ritual. So give us an example of that. Okay. So, um, an example. Well, I actually, if you want a certain property or, or there's mm-hmm. something or, the, or, or uh, wait, there's a Say you have a bad neighbor. Say there's a neighbor that you really just, they're, they're giving you mm-hmm. hell and they're not good people. You can mm-hmm. take some of the dirt from the property that you live on and fix it and, and put it in, you know, put it together with some things and mm-hmm. take it out. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, yeah. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that, that's it. I mean, that's all. That's as far as I can go on that. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to mm-hmm. teach people how to make, make certain items. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I can. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, I'm going to give an example of that because you mentioned getting rid of neighbors. Um, graveyard dirt um, and is used that way too. You can mix graveyard dirt, uh, red pepper powder, and gunpowder in an egg, and throw it mm-hmm. over the people's house, and they will leave. And there's kind of they're given a choice here. The red pepper is to hot foot them. The gunpowder is to, you know, blow up their relationships and their family. And then the graveyard is kind of like your last. If, if you don't leave here alive, you will leave here dead. Okay? Um, That's exactly so, a, something I was thinking. The egg is very um, African. 
mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of that particular mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a very African way of working. How about you, Ollie? Do you have a ritual that uses graveyard dirt? Uh, not graveyard dirt, but dirt, how to eat. Or just dirt with, in general, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah uh-huh. absolutely. Uh, this is a great way of invoking the spirit of a place. So, mm-hmm. for example, you mentioned neighbors. One way of doing a very similar spell is to actually gather the dirt from the four corners of the house. And the four corners is ideally set. you gather from each one, and this captures the spirit of the house. You then bring mm-hmm. this back to the home, and you heat it mm-hmm. up on an actual pan, or you place it in the oven, and you warm it up. You make it angry mm-hmm. and hot, and then you sprinkle red powder or hot foot powder into it, mix it, mm-hmm. and you take it back to the property and put it back in the four corners. And what this is supposed to do is turn the head, uh, turn the house on its head. In other words, make the mm-hmm. spirit of the house itself angry at the inhabitants and therefore mm-hmm. therefore force them out. It's a way of really making people uncomfortable in their own home because you've turned the entire land against them. I also do something similar for cities. If you want to really influence, as we're talking about justice earlier on, if you want to influence a city, go to the city square. Most old cities in particular have a city center or a city square. If you gather mm-hmm. dirt from there, you've now captured the spirit of that city, and you can work with that dirt and to influence the entire city. If you want to bring about justice, do you want to bring about peace, if you want to help with protest, that's the dirt you want to be working with. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's very good. Well, that okay. is a good one. Well, go ahead, Sister Girl. No, I was wondering what would you do, because there was a really good question here about getting police to behave. Is there something you could do with dirt for that? Well, you know, it, now that's an interesting one. Um, I was taught this a long time ago, and it was one of those interesting things. I'm just going to kind of like a little sidelight. I was told this by an old guy in Oakland, California. Um, a few years later, Harry Hyatt published his books, and I was reading the books, and I was, oh, my God, this is the same spell. And I was so amazed to see that same spell. Um, and what this spell was is if you want the police to treat you right, um, you get um, the the dirt of a former chief of police who was a nice guy, okay? <laughs> so it's the, um, it's the graveyard dirt um, uh, from the chief of police um, who was good. And um, you're going to use that, and you can sprinkle it around your door to keep the current police from coming in because that chief overrides those beat cops, you see? Mm. Mm, That's a good one. So it protects you. If you've got a if you have a corrupt police, which let's be let's be real, they mostly are all corrupt. If you've got Mm -hmm. a corrupt police force, you can actually work with the graveyard dirt of the police station. You can gather the dirt from the four corners, or you can gather the dirt from the front, depending on what your access is. You Mm -hmm. bring that back home, and then you take powdered devil shoestrings. So this is one of the mm-hmm. kind of rare formulas in which you don't actually use mm-hmm. the whole root. Generally, devil shoestrings mm-hmm. are in a test. You use nine of the roots, you bury them. So this is a very unique kind of formula. We actually work with the powder of it, but you mix that in to the police dirt. You pray over it, and you take it back and sprinkle it around. And what this does is it trips up the police, who are treated as the devil here, so that they're unable Mm -hmm. to work effectively against the community or against a group of people. It's a way of kind of doing a law keep away, but rather than protecting your home, you go right to the source 
and mess with them there. That's a good one. That's good. How yeah. about your sister girl? Do you, do you have another one that you have in mind? In terms of dirt, well, now, um, I mean, if you want, if there's a property that you're looking at that you want, you should get mm-hmm. some dirt from the corners of that property. Uh, put it. You, I would. You could either put it with some graveyard dirt to give you success, and put it, or put it with sugar, or use it as a. I'd say use it just like with your herbs for business. I would put it in a mm-hmm. sugar jar and just pray mm-hmm. over it and work it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you would work that um, place. I've also used those kinds of um, things where I would put in um, uh, uh, the. Um, someone wants a job, you go to the place where the job is, take the dirt from the corners or from out front, or um, often a, a good place is some of these larger corporations will have a sign on a little mm-hmm. lawn in front yeah, of the building, yeah, yeah. There, you know, and you want to get that copy of that um, logo. Uh, uh, you want to get um, a photo of you standing in front of that logo and uh, some of the dirt um, from that around that logo just bend down to tie your shoes and just grab a little bit and you can take that home and then you um the logo not the photo of you but just the logo is the is the um like a talisman it's like a you would write on it your petition it becomes your petition paper uh, if it's a circular logo a square logo whatever you're going to write that down then the photo of you uh, um at that place you put you know, on top of that, and then the the dirt, and then on that you're going to burn a candle, and um, let them see that you are burying up their their logo. You're you're holding it aloft. Their logo, you as a representative of their company, and uh, their dirt are there. You can burn um, the papers to ashes if you want to, and then mix that and uh, take it back to the company and scatter it there. Now you know where I am, and uh, and I've burned a candle for you. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. now, here's one. Here's one that I actually have given to a client for immigration purposes, because mm-hmm. that is something we're also dealing with right now. Um, and this was, and this is not necessarily taking dirt from a place. It's more depositing something into the dirt, sort of making a pact with the dirt, with the earth. Because mm-hmm. uh, in a situation where, especially with the current uh, government that we have, uh, the system mm-hmm. has become so unmanageable that you no longer I don't feel it's easy to make an agreement with the government however you can make an agreement with the earth to keep you mm-hmm. so um, I recommended that the person go and feed the earth because um, and, and with grain um, mm-hmm. whatever kind of grains you have corn beans uh, rice whatever whatever you have in your house and, mm-hmm. and legumes and then mm-hmm. um, also um Putting in a uh, a, a railroad spike mm-hmm. into a into a hole where someone's not gonna you know you need to put it maybe in a state park or in a place where where someone's not gonna come and dig it up mm-hmm. some place where mm-hmm. people aren't gonna find it but some place that is like a state it's owned by the state it is part of the land right mm-hmm. so you would feed the earth and bury the railroad spike to keep you there and That's then really nice. and and mm-hmm. then and then just understand that you have asked this land to keep you. Wow. Mm, that's, that's, a, that's a really nice one. That's really nice. How about you, Ollie? Do you have another one? I do. I was going to mention that uh, one of the dirts that I work with a lot, uh, probably after graveyard dirt, is crossroads dirt. 
Uh, you can mm-hmm. work with Crossroads Dirts to invoke the power of the Crossroad, which is an important site of power in Conjure. Um, there's a very old-timey attraction spell. If you want to get something, there's some particular goal you want to achieve towards. I want to find my perfect job. I want to mm-hmm. uh, become a successful musician. There's some kind of end goal that you want to work towards. You can go mm-hmm. to the crossroads, state your petition. Oh, Spirit of the Crossroads, help me to achieve this whatever it is. I want to become, mm-hmm. you know, a better person. I want to become healthier. I want to find that perfect job for me. I want to move to the place where I'm happiest, etc. You leave mm-hmm. three coins and gather dirt from all four of the directions of the crossroads. You take this home, mix it with some attraction powder, place it into your shoe along with your petition paper. You say it's not a lot of dirt. You don't want to you don't want to be stepping in like a pile mm-hmm. of dirt in your shoe. But you just sprinkle a little bit of it mixed with attraction powder and your petition paper into your shoe. And the idea is that every step you take, the spirit of the crossroads will lead you to your destiny. That's nice. That's nice. Um, um I like that a lot, and um, it reminds me of one that's used um, for finding treasure, where you use Althea root, which mm. you can grind to powder, and um, to find treasure. Um, I'm a dowser, and I use um, uh, witness samples from areas to be doused. So let's say you have a um, a, a large area you want to douse. You want to see if there's a buried treasure um, or if there's something under the ground that would be of value to you, even if it's just an old Spanish doubloon that, you know, is a representative of some archaeological wonderfulness. You can um, take the dirt of the four corners of that area and mix that with Althea powder, and then when you go to dowsing, it's going to empower your dowsing. Now, lead me to the treasure. Okay. Have you ever Ooh, found like any that. treasure that way? Um, yes, I have found um, very interesting things. I have found, I'm very, apparently very attuned to the Victorian era. I have mm-hmm. found um, uh, uh, tins and um, bottles from the Victorian era, and I have found unbroken things that you would expect, like a like a glass lamp, completely perfect and unbroken in the ground. Wow, um, it's been yeah, it's a, it's it's a real interesting. But you want to, to use the dirt as a witness sample. If you were using, if you wanted to, for instance, find glass, you could put a piece of glass as a witness sample or gold. Um, that's another way to work. Yeah. Okay. Great. How about you, sister girl? You go. Um. <laughs> Which one? More dirt? Well, just come up. Yeah, just give me another no. one. Different dirt. Okay. Um, let's see now. What else? Well, I know that graveyard dirt people often uh, consider it for cursing, but it can also be used for success and blessing. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you have, say, the graveyard dirt of someone who cared about you or someone who was a, a great leader or a great person that you know was a great person, not like was secretly on drugs and you never knew they beat the, their family, <laughs> um, but someone you know had good character, um, mm-hmm. you can burn graveyard dirt with, uh, oh, you can use it as incense. You can put graveyard dirt and, mm-hmm. and actually burn it as an incense with 
uh, I forgot what else you use. But you can use it as an incense for your success. Hmm. It's not just so. When you say burn it with an as an incense, um, uh, you're going to. It's not combustible, generally speaking. So you're talking. If you you know graveyard dirt is minerals. So, right, um, but if you take uh, you, a graveyard dirt, you've got to mix it. Uh, I'll remember in just a moment. I think if you mix it with cinnamon, graveyard mm. dirt, cinnamon. Oh, I wish I had it on the tip of my tongue. But you mix, you mix it together. It with, with flammable bits. Yeah. With, with what? You can, with something, something that's a little bit more like an herb. You can mix it mm-hmm. with your herbs, and it, can, and it can lend to your success. Oh, mm-hmm. I know what it is. Cinnamon, lemon peel, and a little bit of graveyard dirt. That oh. can be for success. Uh, so it's just a pinch of graveyard dirt. Okay, I'm, I, I'm getting it. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. not yeah. the entire. Oh, there and it is. Lemon salt peel, salt that peter. makes sense. That's correct. That makes, oh, salt peter, okay. Um, that makes sense to me because uh, lemon peel is very flammable. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, very much so. So that would work, you know, and so is salt peter is very flammable. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, mixing cause, Yeah. I'm so mixing it up. Just, I, yeah. Yeah, and mix it up. Yeah, that sounds good. You can you could burn that um, alone or on charcoal. You could mix it into incense powder as well, appropriate mm-hmm. um, to the situation. Um, and um, so, um, and and certainly when when working with things that are not flammable, it always helps to add something that is highly flammable, like saltpeter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and adding yeah, yeah. extra saltpeter to your incense will make it burn much hotter and faster. Um, saltpeter yeah. is, um, uh, how can I put it, um, underrated. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I do this. I do this with my incenses when I need to break through something. That extra push, saltpeter is fantastic for. Um, I was mm-hmm. going to mention there's a, there's another dirt that I love working with, uh, but I don't get a chance to do it as often, and that is dirt from an ant hill. Uh, if you can get mm-hmm. fire ant hill, even better. But if you get dirt from an ant hill, it works great for any type of inflammatory confusion powders. It works great for any type of hot footing work, but also for uh, carrying that work long distance. Uh, so you mm-hmm. can work with the spirit of the ant hill, which gets connected to all the other ants in the rest of the world to kind of carry out work. Or you can bury your work at the ant hill as well. You can either do burial mm-hmm. or working with the uh, the dirts. Mhm. Yeah. There's a that's a very old one that was taught to me by a man named West Leland. You want a double yoked egg, and um, and uh, and that is uh, hard to find. You can't get those at the store. But chickens often will lay not often, but as they get older, they will lay a double yoked egg. And so you name uh, the two ends of that egg for the two parties. You can always tell if they're double yolk because they're bigger than normal and the chicken screams and cries in pain when it lays them also. Um and so you take that double yolk egg and you write, you know, you know, you know, John Bertrand on the one end and, you know, Mary Rose Leland on the other side. And um and use a Sharpie marker or a pencil, something that won't rub off. And then you take a, a a long pin or needle, like a darning needle or a hat pin, and you pierce it through from one end and you pierce it through from the other and scramble those yolks. So the yolks are now broken. That will not develop a chicken. And um, you then lay it in the sun or outdoors for three days, and um, then it, that's to spoil the egg, as Wes said. Uh, it spoils the egg. And um, then you take it to an anthill, 
and you bury it. And because it has holes at the two ends, the ants will begin to eat it out from the two sides, some ants from the right side, some ants from the left side. You bury it horizontally, not vertically. And um, as they do that, they will drive the people apart. They will cause a breakup. And um, uh, Mm -hmm. it's a very, very old spell. West Leland learned that spell from a man in Georgia in 1949, and he went out of his way to tell me that man was 90 when he learned it, and that man had been uh, born in slavery, and um, and so he said that was the oldest spell that he personally knew. And when I oh, wow. interviewed Wes Leland, he was an old man in his late 70s. So. Wow. Okay, so... There you go. There's a that's a really good one for ant hills. Um, now um, I'm gonna uh, ask Sister Girl. Do you have another one? Another one with special dirt, not just graveyard, <laughs> but anything special. How about church Ms. dirt? Miss Cat, you are the same. Um, okay. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, this is what I. Okay. If there's someone that you want, you can write their name on a name paper. And you can put it in your shoe your, and walk on it for a while. Put it in it with licorice root and um, with li- yeah, put a little ground licorice root and orris root in there. Um, if you're yeah, that's what I would do. And then mm-hmm. um, when you're done with it, if you're tired of having it in your shoe, put it in a churchyard. Mhm. And that's just so. Uh, yeah. So no, I missed the first part of that. What is the, where did the dirt come from in that one? Well, the dirt is in the churchyard. You don't bring it anywhere. Oh, it's church. You, you, I see. It's church dirt. See, I love ah. to put things in dirt. I think it's mm-hmm. nice to to use it for other workings, but I like to actually just keep leave it where it is and just put things in it. Mhm. Okay, I'm going to go to one. This this is where the Venn diagram shows the overlap. Because we're going to do a whole show on foot track magic one of these days. But this is the dirt from a foot track. Okay? So, um, yeah. it, <laughs> so if, you pull, if you pick up someone's foot track, as opposed to foot track magic where you're laying something for them to walk in. So you want to have a spatula. And if a person is um, coming uh, toward your house, and you want them to always uh, keep coming toward your house, you wait till they walk away. And you get the uh, spatula, and you take and flip their foot track dirt, and you flip it end for end. So now where was their toe is their heel, and where where their heel was, it's now their toe. And that makes their foot coming back to your house. So that's called um, uh, flipping a foot track uh, that ran away to come back to you. Okay? How about you, Ollie? Do you have another one? I do. There's a, a particular working if you if you want to get rid of somebody, uh, but you want to kind of also kind of punish them, weaken them, mm-hmm. diminish them. You can create a bottle spell and bury it in a riverbank. So the dirt of a river mm-hmm. riverbank invokes the power of the river. It both dries them out, but also constantly works on them because it's now buried in the riverbank. So rather than throw mm-hmm. it into the river, carry it away from mm-hmm. me so it goes far, far away, you now work with it. Now, there's a couple of different ways to do this. My favorite is to poke a hole into the top of the jar and bury it upside down in the riverbank so that their power will actually leach away, seep away from them as the river kind of flows away. So the dirt of the riverbank here invokes the spirit, the force, and the energy of the river 
in order to accomplish your goal, both to get them out of your life, but also to diminish them and diminish their power. That's nice. a good one. And um, well, now, the, thing about, yeah. the thing about riverbanks being constant, this is something we see, um, If especially if you pay attention to the moon signs, uh, mm-hmm. you can get that thing to recur every time the moon changes back yes. to where you were. Okay, Sister Girl, I like one. give another one. Yeah, with um, with, okay. So if you've got people that you re- that are really done you wrong and that you really have a, you take some graveyard dirt. Now this is cursing someone. Mm-hmm. You mix it with goofer dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I've used for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> you place it on a charcoal, mm-hmm. and as it burns. You cuss them out like you can't, like you you just t- talk to them like they're the dirtiest so and so, and you just really let them <laughs> cuss them out. Ooh, I can't even say this; I'm choking. Um, you just really just let them have it over the smoke, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. watch. And and I I mean I've done it, and uh, it things happen. All right, I'm gonna go to another one. Dirt from a successful business. Um, mm. Let's say you want to start a little business. Let's say you want to start a, a nail salon. Well, you're not going to go to your competitor's nail salon. That's an attack on them. You want to go to a successful nail salon that is not your competitor, and you want to borrow some of their success. If they, if you, you can use um, a Google Street View to find what you're looking for. Don't drive all over the San Fernando Valley looking for the perfect nail salon. Just use the Street View. Look up every one of them, and you'll find one. Look if it's successful and get some dirt from them. Now, some companies and some businesses and some cities, they don't have dirt around them. This is the modern concrete uh, land, right? And um, so you want to, if they have flower pots outside, just grab some dirt from their flower pots, bring that home to your place, use it in your flower pots or around your place. You're borrowing their success from their from their business, okay? Flower pots are okay, okay? Just to speak to that, sometimes I'll take a little broom and I'll sweep up where I know someone has walked. Because mm-hmm. it's true, you can't get a big mud footprint anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sweep up their sidewalk. Um, all right. Well, we've thrown in dozens and dozens and dozens of spells here, and they're they're here for the ages. So thank you, Sister Girl. That was really informative. Thank you, and Ali, for participating. And uh, thanks everyone in the in the chat log. Um, who has been helping out, too. Let's turn this over. We're going to do a reading. Turn it over to Dr. Jeremy, and he's going to bring in our client. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali. And this week's special guest, Sister Girl, will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free prayer online online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. And uh, now we're uh, going to go to our first caller, 
who is deep calling from the UK. Are you there, deep? Uh oh, we have silence. Deep, are, uh, uh, can you hear us? Mm-mm. Well, if we can't um, get through, do you have the question from Deep? I do have the question from Deep. Deep was looking to get some guidance in order to help get his ex back. Okay. So, um, and that's it, just wanting guidance to get an ex back. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to do first a little reading, just a, a brief reading um, to see Someone whether this is... I'm sorry, say that again? Someone just spoke. That he's on the line. Oh. Yeah, dear, I'm on the there? line. Sorry. Oh, good. Oh, good. There you are. So you want to get your ex back. Um, we'd like to know a few things before we proceed. What is your sign of the zodiac? Uh, it's Taurus. Taurus, okay. Taurus is mm-hmm. like things to mm. be steady and the same. And what is your ex's sign of the zodiac? Um, I forgot, sorry. She is uh, February um, 26th, 24th February, which so would be... Yeah, Pisces. Okay. Pisces and Taurus get along pretty well. Um, Tauruses are the more persistent. Pisces, like the pair of fishes, can go in different directions. But um, they are very imaginative, loving people, and the two often will make a good pair. I've got um, two more questions for you before I do the reading and we get to the work. Question number one, how long were you together? Um, Almost a year. Almost a year. And how long have you been apart? Um, it was a long-distance relationship, but we used to meet every month, almost every month. So, but 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 now you, it, you've you been meeting every month, um, but has there now been a break? Because you referred to this as an ex. What happened? That's right. Um, she cheated on me. I forgave her, and then she said I wouldn't trust her. So she mm. broke up. Well, you see, the Taurus almost is never the cheater. The the Taurus is steady and faithful. Pisces is a mutable sign. Um, That's a problem. That's a problem. All right. I'm going to do a a real quick reading here on what our potential is and whether um, we can actually see that there can be some success here and what kind of work. Okay, so um, card number one I have is called the Ace of Wands. And this is a card of the hand of God holding a, a, a stick in front of a ruined castle. The castle has a fallen apart. It's like a big ruin. And um, the hand of God holds this stick and is going to plant this branch, and it will grow a new tree. And the card says renewal is always possible. The strength to go on is there. You can, but it will require more than just a, a little kiss and makeup. It really has to be, um, you need to grow the whole forest to make the trees that you're going to use to make the lumber to repair the castle. I mean, it's like a big project here. But if you have some strength, you might have some success. It's not the promised success, but it's a, it says that there's a possibility. The next card is a card um, that is called the Seven 
of trumps or the chariot. And this shows a man in a chariot um, who wants to go forward, and he has um, two Egyptian sphinxes to pull his chariot, but they are not harnessed yet. They are one is male, one is female, one is black, one is white. But they're facing in slightly different directions, and he needs to harness them. He has on him all sorts of astronomical and astrological symbols of stars and moons and the signs of the zodiac. And this is a card that says, while you're waiting, because this is a card of delay, while you're waiting, I would recommend you get your horoscopes done. You can have it done through Vedic astrology, through modern uh, Western astrology, but you need to have your horoscopes compared because there is something there that might be revealed, whether this is a really um, deep and possible a relationship to heal or whether it's more shallow. Whenever I get this card, I sort of say, well, the tarot cards are kind of doing a cop-out here and saying, get, a, get your chart done because there's much more information to be found. The third card um, is a card that says, this is not quite over yet. It's not a card of immediate reconciliation. It doesn't say that, but it is a card that says, there is some possibility here for a renewal if you uh, you know take it slow and easy and if you do a, a good job of um of trying to be um in a situation of hopefulness and the card is called the 3 of wands and it shows a man who is a magician and his back is turned to us, and he's um, leaning on a wand, and he has two other wands, and he's been waiting a long time. Now, since the second card was a delay, this is a delay as well. And it's the number three. And he's been, he has sent his little ships out. It's like he did three spells or he made three prayers. And now it's sunset and, and he sees the ships are coming back. But it contains the number three, the three ships, the three prayers, the three spells. And I always tell people, when I get this card, I would not like you to work for more than three months. If you don't have satisfaction in three months using three different spells, I would say this is not going to happen. Okay? So that is Mm -hmm. um, my recommendation on this. Now, um, what I'd like to do is have um, Sister Girl do the uh, next reading, and then um, we're going to have Ollie come in with um, some spells, okay? Thank you. Okay. So now I'm looking here. The first card out was the the Four of Cups. And the Four of Cups is saying you you feel like your ship has sailed. You sort of feel like, uh, you know, uh, you've missed out. And there are four cups on the ground, and there's no wine in them. So you feel like maybe, you know, you missed the boat. Uh, but the, the secret of that card is that you haven't really missed the boat. You should prepare yourself for um, something to come. And I don't necessarily know if it's this person, but you should prepare a relationship to come. But what makes me think it may not be this person is because at the root of this situation is the Four of Swords, which is saying to me that you should rest from this situation. There may not be much you can do about it. Are you still at a distance from this person? I am, yes. She lives in a different country. All right. 
you're still in touch with this person. Mm-hmm. Could you? I am not. Because she asked me not to get in touch with her. All mm-hmm. right. Well, now, um, the, the Six of Wands here in the reverse is saying that to me that um, it, 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 it has been a one-sided relationship, and that's not exactly healthy, uh, mm-hmm. a healthy dynamic. However, there it, if you would like to reestablish contact with this person, you could, it will most likely be on the Internet. And mm-hmm. there, I, I can see you in contact. There is the Eight of, eight of Wands here. You, you will be in contact. And I would, if you really want this person, I, I would send a text or a message or, you know, reestablish contact and just um, reestablish the good, the good feelings, and see where she's at, and see where you are at, and mm-hmm. really just have a very balanced approach. There is something unique about your connection, and that person realizes this. But mm-hmm. um, and with some root work, because I get the magician card, you could rekindle a relationship with this person. But before you jump in, I would ask you to just start speaking with the person again to see where they are in their life and if it's compatible to you. But I would really like you to prepare yourself for uh, who is in your, who is nearer to you, who you have um, contact with. Because there is a relationship for you. It may not be with this person, though. Mm-hmm. You can try yeah. for it. You can try for it. Yeah, I you know, but the thing is, I, and and I hear you too, because my cards were very similar, different cards, but our our readings were similar, sister girl. And what I see here, and what I'd like to emphasize is that we can't just say, "Here, do the spell; it's going to work." We always do a reading first, and we've done two readings. They are fairly negative, and but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. And I would try for um, three months, like my my reading suggested and i'm going to hope that ollie is or we and we can also pitch in is going to give three types of spells this is going to stretch your brain ollie um going to be uh certainly since we had um, a wand uh card we're going to use something that is with candles um we had a two wand cards as a matter of fact and um and i would also say that because of that um the she had a wand card also there's going to be some candle magic involved and i think that so you can use any kind of candle it doesn't have to be a glass candle or a big fat candle but any kind of candle i'm going to turn this over to ollie and see what can be said okay yeah i think you've gotten some some really good readings here just as a person who happens to be a taurus of themselves tauruses hold on to relationships far longer than they should it's just one of the our traits and Kat can, uh, you know, uh, confirm mm-hmm. that she's a Taurus and has worked with a lot of Taurus clients. It's like our, it's a stubbornness thing that we've got. We're deeply loyal people. Even when we've been betrayed and hurt, we kind of hold on. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm going to give you some root work to maybe help give you a little bit of closure. And if it doesn't work, then you need to be able to move on. And that's the key here. Um, it's not mm-hmm. going to be easy to move on, but I will give you root work to help you move on. Because you're working with a Pisces, what we want to do is work with her dreams. This will be a really mm-hmm. great way, particularly because she's long distance and far, far away. Uh, this will be a great way to bridge that distance. In our dreams, we are all connected, uh, and distance doesn't matter. 
So I want you to start with a white candle. Now, some people prefer using uh, a skull candle, and skull candles work great, but in this particular instance, I don't want to go too heavy, uh, and I think a white mm-hmm. candle would just be, be good, uh, and it's also kind of a gentler way of, of getting contact. You're going to get a white candle, and you're going to dress this white candle with return to me oil, and you're going to... Excuse me. You're going to set this up uh, on a altar or a space you're going to dedicate and work. Now, in front of the candle, I want you to set a very small tensor, thurible, or a small heat-proof dish that you will burn some incense oil. You will put a charcoal on top of it. Light your white candle. Light your charcoal. Sprinkle onto that charcoal tobacco, anise, and a little bit of rose petals, dried rose petals. You're going to let this smoke up. You can also add Return to Me incense if you prefer. If you want, you can mix with that, uh, mm-hmm. mix it with the herbs that I've mentioned here. Uh, thank you, uh, Rise, Risen Raven, for the uh, blessing for my sneeze. Um, once the smoke of the incense rises, I want you to speak through the smoke while focusing on that candle. You're going to call her name three times. You're going to say it very slowly. On the third time, you will see the candle respond clearly. This is an indication that you have connected with her spirit and her dream. Now you're going to talk to her. Tell her everything you want to feel, everything you want to say. Get it off your chest. This should be loving. It should be sweet. It should remind her of what she's missing. It should remind her of why she needs to come back, the good things that you've had in your life. And you're going to do this for several minutes until you feel that the message has gotten across. You will then lick your fingers and snuff the candle out and let the incense kind of incense smoke burn on its own. Repeat this process for seven days. On the seventh day, you will let the candle burn completely out along with the incense ash. You will take what's left of the incense ash the four, to a crossroads and blow the ash to the four corners. This will send the message very clearly to her. She will reach out and contact you. And this will get you a chance to reconnect emotionally, to heal, to have closure. Whatever is going to happen, you need to be open toward. She may contact you just to let you know that, hey, I'm sorry that things turned out the way that they did. I'm sorry that the cheating went down but it's over. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the answer. Or maybe she'll contact you back and say, hey, let's get back together. You have to be open to either possibility. The readings aren't entirely positive here, so you've got to be open to it. But this will give you some closure. Now, if she does not contact you within a matter of, say, three or four weeks, then you need to move on. The spell heights fail, and you need to move on. You mm-hmm. cannot put any more time on a relationship that didn't last even a full year on this, okay? So you can give it Mm -hmm. a few more weeks, and then after that, it's time to move on. The next step is to cleanse and heal your heart. And what we're going to do here is a particular bath that I love recommending. It works great. It's called a love uncrossing bath. You take uh, rue with violet leaves, and you brew this into a tea. You are then going to draw yourself a bath and pour the tea into this bath. 
add to it milk and honey and swirl it about and add on top of it some rose petals. Let yourself soak in this. This will heal your heart. People have talked about that they take this bath and they sometimes cry as they're doing it because it's really kind of an emotional kind of release. Let whatever happens, happen. You're going to let yourself bathe. You're going to let yourself heal. Let this uncross the knots that are in your heart and spirit and learn to let go like the waters. You are an earth sign and you can definitely learn a little bit from the waters that flow here. Let yourself feel and let yourself let go. Let the waters kind of go away and then allow yourself to air dry. Once you have done that, I want you to get yourself some John the Conqueror root oil. You can order this from Lucky Mojo. You're going to take the oil and anoint it on your feet, your hands, and your head. And you will say, I now step forward in my strength. I will go forward to whatever my destiny holds. Now, after this, you can do some love drawing work if you want to find new love. You can do, you know, whatever it is that you want to take your next step towards, you can do after this. But the John the Conqueror will help to kind of break down and empower, break down the blocks and then empower you to step forward. It's a very simple working but extremely powerful. I think the two of these combined is exactly what you need in this situation. Now, we have a few seconds left, if you have a minute left. Let's see if Miss Cat and Sister Girl have further things to add. Well, um, I think you did a perfect job. Um, as I said, I, uh, the only thing I would add would be um, possibly if you're going to do some um, candle work, you might um, try to get a Zodiac candle for her, Pisces, and a Zodiac candle for yourself, Taurus, and burn those um, candles while you're doing this work. Or you can take any plain candle, dress it with um, Taurus oil and Pisces oil, and and, uh, just burn those as you do the work that you're supposed to be doing, just to try to bring a little essence of her. Um, That's all I have to add, and I wish you good luck. I'm sorry the readings were negative. It didn't seem like a lot of chances here, but sometimes miracles happen even out of um, a negative reading. So uh, we wish you the best of luck. Okay. Well, I would just emphasize that it's not over. Your your life isn't over. There's love for you. It may not be with this person, but you can have a relationship with someone. Mm. Okay. All right. Up next is our network schedule announcement. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Sister Girl of sistergirlconjure.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Sister Girl. All right, so just in honor of our 
COVID-19 pandemic situation, <laughs> I um, have a, uh, a spell that is designed, if you are in a rental situation and you are worried about getting kicked out by the landlord, this is something you could do. You need a coconut. You need a piece of brown paper. And you need a nail uh, to make a hole in the eye of the coconut and some sugar. What you would do is you would pierce a hole through the eye of the coconut so that you, ha- you can, you can you know, put something inside of it. You can take the water out or leave it in. It doesn't matter. You then would uh, take the paper and write the name of your landlord nine times on the paper. You roll it up, and then you stick it inside the coconut. Then you'd put sugar in the coconut, and then you would take it outside and you bury it in your backyard if it's a house or somewhere on the property where you can bury it if 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 you're if it's an apartment. And you you just speak your position over the coconut, really pray over it, bury it there, and you should be able to stay in that place as long as you want. I've also recommended this recreational situation. Instead of your landlord, you would put the name of, you know, the 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 department that you are dealing with, or you know, I, I don't know all these departments, but you know, put the name of someone who a decision maker case, and bury it in, uh, say, a, a state park, someplace where it won't be seen, or found, or dug up, and do that as well. Um, this is, I mean, I, I've, I've recommended this with to, to people who it seems to have worked for, and even though they've been terribly late on their rent, and I'm not, I'm not saying don't communicate with your landlord. You have to communicate, you have to do all the things, but this can help you. That's a really and just wonderful immigration. Spell. You have to follow all the rules. I'm, I'm going to um, ask about this spell, or well, let's talk about this spell for a moment. Because it uses a coconut. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, b- people are going to say, but back in the day, how did an uh, African-American person get a coconut? It's such a tropical uh, thing. Well, it's actually coconuts were considered part of commerce very early on in the 20th century. Most, because they keep fairly long, most uh, grocery stores that sold produce kept coconuts. So don't think, oh, it's so exotic. Um, Pineapples were also available um, early on with refrigerator cars. So it is um, a spell that has a tropical feel to it and an African feel to it. But the ingredient, the coconut, wouldn't have been that difficult for a person to find in Atlanta, Georgia, or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It would not have been that hard. Okay, so that's number one. This spell is old, and and I'd like you, you mentioned it to me before the show started. This was a spell that Harry Hyatt collected. Is that correct? Yes. Mm. Yes, indeed. Um, do you mm-hmm. happen to remember where he was when he collected that? He traveled to 13 states, oh, 15 I states. I don't exactly recall. I do not yeah. recall which one was volume. I, my my memory is that it was in Louisiana, but I may be right. I may be wrong. Uh, we can look it up. Um, but it, it as I said, it could be have been um, any one of the states that he traveled through since coconuts were well known um, in commerce at the time. 
So this bell has a lot of interesting parts to it, and I'm, I'm going to actually ask another question. You you mentioned you use the nail to puncture the coconut, and um, the, that mm. brings immediately to mind there's going to be someone who has not yet posted, but someone will say, do you bury the coconut upside down, right side up, or horizontal? What would you do? I say it doesn't matter, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it so that the water will spill out. I wouldn't put it so right. the eye is facing down into the ground. No. That's right. I mean, you and I agree. I knew we were going to agree on it. Of course we would, <laughs> because we've done a lot of these types of spells. And Ollie had mentioned earlier in the show a spell where a bottle was punctured and buried yep. upside down, so that the person's life force or their ability to cling to where they were living would leach out or drain away. And this is a well-known form of activity in these rituals, um, these spells that are performed in dirt. So, so here we want the coconut upward. You agree too, um, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Right. This is the reverse yeah. of it. You want to keep it's that. It's the reverse high. of it. That's right. That's right. So that's a that's a important way. There's something else that you mentioned about this, about um, burying it, um, for instance, in a state park. And you, we had mentioned that before. And um, this is um, something that a lot of people told me when I was young. If you're going to work it, um, you know, um, uh, you know, around the house, you bury it around the house. But if you're working on something that is more general, and if you don't have a place to bury it, and um, and you had mentioned this before, Sister Girl, if you're working on an immigration case, go to a state park or a federal monument or a national park uh, to say that you're part of the land. You know, There's mm. another uh, uh, type of work that I was told, which was bury it in land that no one owns. So okay. that, yeah, and so land that no one owns could be, um, for instance, a crossroads, land that no one owns can be a graveyard because you actually don't own your land. You're dead. I mean, just, you know, somebody owns it. But usually when someone told me bury it in land that no one owns, they meant to go to a regional park, a city park, a state park, a federal park, and it would become part of the land itself. And so this coconut spell can mm. be used for for that as well. How about you, Ollie? Do you have any comments on this spell? I was just going to mention this is a fantastic spell and a really great use of a coconut. Uh, just to add to what you were saying about places you can bury, uh, trees are another very common place mm. where you can bury mm-hmm. things that are, like if you can't get to a crossroads, you can't get elsewhere trees. And the spirit of trees will help to accomplish whatever it is you bury there. That's right. You can you can um some people will put some things in a hollow tree and some things yeah. some people will bury a spell in the roots of a tree. And I got that just throws me one more. If you bury if you bury a letter to your lover in the roots of a tree, then all the leaves will carry that letter because mm-hmm. leaves are like paper and leaves will, and I so you want it. You want a tree that rustles. You don't want like a pine tree. You want a tree like an aspen or an ash that rustles. And I guess if you're in an apartment and you don't have any dirt around your place, get a potted plant and bury it in the bottom of the pot. 
That's right. Always buried in a potted plant if you don't have dirt. All right. Well, we're going to turn this over to Dr. Jeremy. We're going to get our closing announcements, and we're all going to come back and say goodbye one way or another. <laughs> Take it away, Jeremy. Well, thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man Ali, and thank you, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest will be Doc Murphy of the Twin Cities, Minnesota, in Paganistan on bringing us the topic of folk religion. Once again, we've come to another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and the shows are available in the archive via luckymojo.com backslash radioshow.html. From all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> All right. I want to give a special thanks to those who are in our chat room. Um, Angela L., Covet Gift 2, Doc Murphy 1, Dr. Sweets, Hoodoo for You, Laurel Weber, Risen Raven, Rue Wolf, and Tony I. Um, and there's, of course, a lot more who are going to listen to this in the archives, but those are the ones who are with us today. All right. Good night. Good night. Wear a mask. Bye. 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 Bye.